The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to the Lord, most high. Alagados, fradigabara, cobra, anilebono, nobra, dida, sonda, haya. Glory to the Lord, most high. Bandilebron, garaka, sekrehe, sokota, baba, 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 sata. Omara, haya, haya. Adebo, frahagi, korobe, sopra, actisa, haya. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For your name, for your name is so holy, so righteous, so adorable, Lord. We bless your name. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we give you praise, your God. Thank you, Lord. When we lift up Sukaprahasinaya. When we lift up our hands, it is an offering to you. And with liberty, we worship and we pray. For when we lift up our hands, it's an offering to you and with liberty we worship and we pray you deserve you deserve you deserve the lifting of our
song then we go to the world hallelujah <laughs> how can we walk when we don't know the way of the way how can we when we know the, the way of the spirit how can we fly when you don't know the way of the wind the power of walking you Walking everything in obedience to God is walking everything, walking everything in obedience to God, walking everything, walking everything in obedience to God is walking everything, walking everything in He's walking everything, walking everything. Oh, in obedience to God. Yeah, he's walking everything, walking everything. Ah, in obedience to Christ, he's the Holy Ghost. He's the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of a living God. Oh, yes, he is. He's the your holy name as we go into the world our eyes are open to see and our ears to hear in Jesus name and everybody said praise God alright we may be seated hallelujah hallelujah oh yes oh yes he's working everything in obedience to Hallelujah. You know, there's a part that goes, Swallow your pride! <laughs> Tonight! <laughs> Glory to God. Don't you know? In his arms. Hallelujah. Alright, today we are going to be looking at the subject titled, Undefeated. If you are watching this on YouTube, just type, everybody watching, just type undefeated in the comment section. Just write, I am undefeated. I am undefeated. If you're on Twitter and you are tweeting from France, even though you're in Nigeria, type, I am undefeated. Hallelujah. Undefeated. Undefeated. Glory to God. Now, what are we looking at? We are going to be showing from the Word of God that the believer, all right, in Christ has the victory. Okay, and we're going to be showing from the scriptures how he can enforce 
that victory. We're going to answer some questions tonight. We're going to answer questions as regards oppression. Okay? Demonic oppression. How the believer is to handle that. How the believer can handle, all right, opposition that is stirred up by the enemy. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So everybody make sure you're taking notes. Amen. All right. So before we start, um, because it's a virtual service, share the link, share it to WhatsApp, share it to Facebook, share it to every platform that you have. Praise the Lord. Our team scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter number 2 and verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter number 2 and verse 14. Very, very powerful scripture. Paul says, Now, thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ, and make it manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. Now, thanks be unto God. Now, notice. He says, now, thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph. Glory to God. Now, remember what we talked about present continuous tense. Does that look like something that is in the present continuous tense? Does it look like something in the present continuous tense? He says, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. It means that there are certain challenges the believer would meet, but the end of the challenge is already determined in that, God will always cause him to what? Triumph in Christ. He now says, and make it manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. Now, let us do some study of this word, triumph. The word triumph. Hmm. The word triumph is from the Greek word triambio. That is T-R-I-A-M-B-E-U-O. Now, please note that when we say Greek word, and we say triumvio, and we say exousia, understand that that is a transliteration. It means that is how it sounds. You understand? It doesn't mean that I'm saying it correctly in terms of intonation and indexation, all right, that has to do with the Greek, but that is how it sounds. Praise the Lord. Now, the word triumvio means it speaks of a lousy, noisy, victorious procession of a victorious army. Hallelujah. So when he says triumph there, he's talking about a victorious procession. Two battles, two armies have fought a battle. Then one army defeated the other. Glory to God. Then that army that defeated the other is marching in a, you know, lousy, noisy, victorious procession. Making noise, proclaiming that they have won. Hallelujah. So when he says, God, thanks be unto God, which always cursed us. It means that the instigator of our triumphant procession is God. Glory to God. God. God is the one who always causes, causes us to triumph in every situation. So God is the, what, is the causal agent of our triumph. God. God. This is talking about triumphing over real life circumstances. Challenges that you may meet. He's telling you that even before the challenge shows up, hallelujah, your loud, noisy, triumphant 
procession is a guarantee. So that means you have to face challenges, not trying to overcome, but face it with the mindset that I have overcome. Why? God always causes me to overcome. So God is the one who always causes us to triumph in every situation. Hallelujah. But you know, <laughs> something that is very amazing is that after, I told you many times, when you are studying your Bible, because the Bible was not originally written in English, glory to God, it's always very important for you to study it, all right, and study it in the root words. Now, you see that word triumph, I said the word triumph is the Greek word triambio. In the word corset, right, when it says, now thanks be unto God, which always corset us to triumph, is actually, all right, the same word as triumph. Same word, triumvio, which means what he's saying is now, thanks be unto God, which leads us from one triumphant procession to another triumphant procession. So he's talking about victory at every point, which leads us triumph to triumph. So now, thanks be unto God, which always triumph to triumph in Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. You are talking about a football team that doesn't lose a match. Hallelujah. It does, we don't lose a match. Triumph to triumph. And it is God that does it. God is a causal person. God is the one that causes us, leads us from one victory party to another victory party. From one procession to another procession. Glory to God. Glory to God. So it is a continuous thing. So that means the believer's life is one continuous parade of victory. One continuous parade of victory. It doesn't matter what is looking like outside. That believer, as long as he's a believer, that person's life is one continuous victory parade. Glory to God. One continuous victory parade. One procession to another. Hallelujah. One procession to another. Look at Romans chapter 8 verse 37. Glory to God. Romans 8, 37. Paul uses this expression. He says, now, in all these things, we are, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. More than conquerors. More than conquerors. The Greek word here is upa nikau. Upa nikau. All right, the word upa is more than, in, you know, that's upa, more than, like aipa, um, right? Upa, more than. Nikau means conqueror. What that word means together when it says upa nikau, it's describing a decisive victory. Glory to God. You know, imagine, maybe I should use football for the football guys. Imagine a match is going on and they say Real Madrid is playing Manchester United. Now, before the match, everybody say this is an equal it's an equal, you know, there is no underdog. You say, oh, it's Real Madrid. They are right, giants in their own right. Then you say, Man United, they are giants in their own right. Are you following? But they now begin to play. They now begin to play. And Real Madrid scores one. Praise God. You know, if it was 2-1, you say it was close. Is that correct? Oh, it was a close match. All right? This team was lucky to win. But they play score one, one zero. Then Real Madrid scores two. Then Real Madrid scores three. Then they score four. Then they score five. Then they score six. When they score the sixth, the, 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 the striker comes to the camera and does like this. Does like this. 
What is he saying? This is a decisive victory. Glory to God. Glory to God. So when he says, nay, in all these things we are more than cockroaches through in that love us, he says, nay, in all these things we have a decisive victory. Hallelujah. In context, look at it. Let's go back to 34. And we see in context what Paul was speaking about. What Paul was saying, we have a decisive victory over. He says, who is he that condemned it? It is Christ that died. That's condemnation. Yeah, rather that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also maketh what? Intercession for us. So we have a decisive victory against what? Condemnation. Glory to God. Next verse, 35. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Verse 36 now says, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Then 37. He now says, nay, in all these things we are more than what? So what is he saying? He said, even in death, we are more than conquerors. Even in death, we have what? A decisive victory over what? Death. Do you know why? If that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also what? Vitalize your mortal body. So that means there is a hope of resurrection even to the Christian that died. Hallelujah. So even in death, the Christian won. Glory to God. Even in death, the Christian won. The believer won. Hallelujah. So, Upanikao means to, have, to gain a decisive victory. It means to vanquish the enemy beyond every reasonable doubt. To beat the opponent to the point where asking for a rematch does not make sense. Glory to God. Glory to God. Asking for a rematch does not... Imagine you beat an opponent till the opponent dies. You know that you cannot call them, let us have the match. The opponent is dead. That is a decisive beat. Decisive beat. Glory to God. So no matter, in all these things, no matter what we face, we remain undefeated. So that means your mindset to challenges is this. Even before the thing arises, I have won. Are you following? I serve a God that knows the end from the what? From the beginning. So you just, I have won this thing. I have won. So you face challenges from a place of I have won. Everybody say, I have won. Louder, say, I have won. Say, I have won. Hi, I have won. I have won. I have won. You see, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus has real life implications for the Christians. All right? The real life implication of the Christian is that he is always on the winning side. 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 He moves from victory to victory. Hallelujah. No matter what goes on, I have won. So when you are praying, you are praying from I have won. Hallelujah. When you are praising, you are praising from I have won. Hallelujah. I have won. I'm on the winning side. I'm on the triumphant side. On the triumphant procession. I am more than conqueror. Conquerors. I have passed conquering. I have passed fighting. Hallelujah. I'm now in the dispensation of what? Of what? Of celebrating the what? The victory that I already have in Christ. Glory to God. Amen. So now, if we have the victory in Christ, if we are more than conquerors, Amen. Let us now ask the question, does the Christian need to fight then? If yes, what kind of fight is it? Then does the Christian have 
to do anything. Seeing he now has the victory in Christ. Alright? Does the believer require deliverance? For example. If yes, deliverance from what? From who? From where? Number four. Can the believer be oppressed of devils? Hmm. Oh boy. You are going to pray after this. Alright? But let's look at it. That says. Now, before we answer these questions... Let us remind of our, ourselves of something from the teaching, the promised land. I'm not sure remember the teaching I just saw some, two, some months or weeks ago. I'm not sure remember the promised land. I'm not sure remember the promised land. All right. Now let's remember, remind ourselves about the teaching, promised land. We said in that teaching that the land flowing with milk and honey, which was the promise made to Abraham, was called a land in the Old Testament section of the Bible. Look at Genesis chapter 12. The promise made, all right, in the scriptures, in the Old Testament, was land, Canaan. Okay? But that land was a metaphor. Remember that? Look at Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Hallelujah. Now the Lord hath said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a what? Unto a what? Unto a what? A land that I will show thee. Glory to God. Look at verse 2. It now says, And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a what? A blessing. So, God says, I will give you a land. I will show you a land. Now, we now find out that that promise of a land, alright, when God fulfilled it, alright, we find out that in, in, in actuality, the land was a metaphor, alright, for the Spirit of God. Glory to God. All right, for the spirit of God, because that land was the Abrahamic inheritance. But in the epistles, we find out that the inheritance we were talking about is not land that can what can get corrupt and will be destroyed. All right, at the second coming, or the, uh, you know, the, John, the judgment, the way the Bible tells us that the heaven, the heavens, and the earth, these old heavens and the old earth will pass away. We find out that 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 promise was actually what the spirit. Look at Galatians chapter three. Galatians chapter 3 from verse 14 into 16. We're going somewhere. But once we understand that the land was a metaphor for the promise of the Spirit, we will now be able to use Old Testament stories, all right, and the things that happened in the Old Testament to now understand, all right, New Testament realities. Now look at Galatians 3, 14. It says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Through what? Jesus Christ, that we might receive the what? The promise of what? Of the Spirit through faith. So that means the promise of the Spirit was what? The blessing of Abraham. So the blessing of Abraham was not Canaan. The blessing of Abraham was the promise of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Was the promise of the Spirit. God used the land as a typology to speak to the Spirit. Amen. Now, now that we've gotten that out of the way, how many of you remember that, okay, for example, we have several typologies. We have that um, Exodus. What is the Exodus? Exodus is when the children of Israel were taken and rescued by God, all right, from Egypt and taken to what? To what? They were taken from Egypt and they were taken into what? Into Canaan. That is the Exodus. But the Exodus actually refers to their coming out. Are you following? That's what it means to Exodus. 
Exodus, that means they are coming out of Egypt. That is what it speaks to. But they were brought out of Egypt to be brought in to Canaan. Correct? Now, they get to Canaan. Glory to God. They get to Canaan. Turn to Joshua chapter 1. The Canaan is the promised land. But when they get to Canaan, there are giants there. Did God give them the land? Yes. Hallelujah. Yet, they had to fight people that were already there to take possession of that which they had been given. Look at Joshua chapter 1 and from verse 1 to 5. Look at what God says to Joshua. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the, that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, next verse, verse 2. He says, well, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Go over this Jordan, thou and all these people, until the land, unto the land which I what? Which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Next verse. And now says, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I what? Given unto you, as I said unto what? Moses. Praise God. For It now says, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river of Rittis, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be what? Your coast. Now notice, God gives him the number of their people there. So, if you are looking at it, it's like this. The scripture says the land is theirs. But reality says that there are giants on the land. How many of you understand what I'm saying? The scripture says the land is theirs, but the reality is that there are giants in the land. The scripture says I am healed. The reality is that there is cancer in the body. Glory to God. I said glory to God. The scripture says none of these diseases shall come upon you, but there are diseases on these persons and I say believer. So there are contradictions. There are contradictions. Glory to God. The scripture says none shall be barren in the land, but you have someone who doesn't have a baby. Contradictions. Contradictions. Hallelujah. Then you now find out that Joshua and the children of Israel had to fight. Had God given it to them? Yes. But the fight they fought was not a fight to win. Hallelujah. It was a fight, hallelujah, from rest. And it was a fight that since God has already given it to us, hallelujah, we have already won. We just came to what? Take possession. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Let me show you an example. First Samuel. First Samuel. Pay attention. Verse chapter 17. The fight between David and Goliath. First Samuel 17. And... <clears throat> And 41 or 40. Remember the story between David and Goliath. Now, let me show you. Let me remind you of something. Remember that the children of Israel were already in the promised land. I mean, if you remember that at this point, they were already in the promised land, they settled in. Praise God. 
But the Philistines arose as oppressors, trying to take the land from them, trying to make it such that they would not enjoy their stay in the land, in a land that God has given to them. Are you, get, are you getting this? Are you getting this? So that means the believer, after he has arrived at his promised land, after he has received the Spirit, will sometimes have to contend with Philistines, with oppositions, with demonic attacks. Demonic attacks, attacks in the body, attacks in the mind, attacks in the finances, attacks in school, delays in job, delays in marital manifestation, delays with baby, delays with child. He would deal with that. The Philistines. They come against you in the land. The story of the Israelites in the promised land shows us that being in Christ does not mean you will not have battles. That being in Christ does not mean you will not have challenges. You will. Satan will come for your joy. He will come for your peace. He will come against you. He will come against I'm telling you, you will. He will. Look at this. All right. Glory to God. He will come against you. He will come. Hallelujah. These were the children of the covenant. A Philistine came. Look at what he says here. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David. And the man that bare the sheet went before him. Pay attention. They were in Canaan now. Remember, to, when they got into Canaan, they had to fight to take possession. Now, in Canaan, they were now dealing with what? Oppressors trying to drive them out. He says, and when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. For he was but a youth and ruddy. They said they should, bring, they should fight. And Israel produced a 17-year-old kid, all right, against a proven warrior. And he says, oh, for he was a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. Next verse, verse 43. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by what? By what? Cursed by his God. Showing you that there was a natural fight and there was also a what? A spiritual fight. He cursed David by his gods. By the principality in charge of Philistine. By the God of Ekron. The demons they served. Now next verse. Look at this. And the Philistines said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air, and to the beasts of the field. Now, notice something I want, us to, uh, I want us to note. This fight was physical and spiritual. And you can see that in spiritual warfare, words are necessary. Words. Spiritual warfare is waged with what? With words. Words. All right? Words. Words. Goliath understands spiritual warfare. When you are going against a Goliath, you don't go against a Goliath with your mouth closed. Because the Goliath is not closing his mouth. The Goliath understands that he is setting up spiritual activity against you with words. And the purpose of his speaking is to put fear in your heart. He said, David said David to the Philistine. Pay, pay attention. 
Remember we said we are fighting from rest. We are fighting with the understanding that we have already what? Won. He said, then said David to the Philistine, thou comest to me with his word, and with a what? With a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. What is that name? The name of Jesus. Although he didn't mention it here. But the name of the Lord of hosts is what? Is Jesus. All right? That's the authority in the name of Jesus. He said, I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast what? Defied. Next verse, 46. This day, look, are you paying attention? Thanks be unto God who cursed us to what? Cursed us always to what? Triumph. Look at it. This day will the Lord what deliver thee into my hand. And listen, I will what? Smite thee. And what? Take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcass of the, oh, they give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a what? A God in Israel. Glory to God. He did this. So that means when you are dealing with Philistines, you do not turn your back to the confrontation. Whatever challenge it is that you are facing now that you are in Christ, don't turn your back to it. Don't react in fear towards it. Face it with faith. Why? The outcome is already determined. I said the outcome is already determined. I said the outcome is already determined. Hallelujah. I think we should change this audience. Everybody's looking this thing. I said the outcome is already determined. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Look what happens. Next verse, 47. Don't forget, David has been anointed. Just as you have been anointed. If any man be in Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. Hallelujah. So that means just as David was anointed, you have been anointed. Hallelujah. David never lost a single battle. Do you know that? David never lost a single battle. What is that telling you? The man on whom God's spirit rests does not lose. The man on whom God's spirit rests does not lose. The Philistines and the, um, the enemies of Israel that David fought are metaphors, all right, for spiritual opposition. Spiritual opposition. Doesn't lose. Look how it says. He said, and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not, hallelujah, with the, the sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into what? Our hands. Remember, God who always causeth us to what? Triumph. Always corset us to try. Everybody say, always. always. I, win. I win. Always. Always. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saved not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord. Hallelujah. I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus, the Lord God is going to show himself valiantly on your behalf in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And he will use you as his battle axe, as his weapon of war in the name of Jesus. He says, and, and I know that the Lord saved not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. 48. Look at what he says there. And it came to pass, when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David did what? Hasted. Hallelujah. And ran toward the army. That's a man that understands that he has won before the battle even starts. That is how you deal with challenges. 
You face it with the mindset that God is behind me. He has already caused me to triumph. You understand? Hallelujah. Listen, there are many people that are in Christ. All right? But they are facing serious demonic challenges. They have just certain things they cannot explain. It, doesn't, it is not explainable. They can't explain it. They can't explain it. They can't explain it. You have homes where all the sisters, the ladies, cannot just marry. We can try to be logical and be giving our brain. Oh, you have people who don't, don't marry? Then some marry, they can't have kids. Hallelujah. And they are in Christ. That is Goliath. That is an enemy. And we put that enemy to flight. Hallelujah. He put it to flight. You have families where nobody ever does well. Nobody. It doesn't matter how good the economy is. It's like in their own house, there is a different weather. Glory to God. You change that. No, sir. It's not going to happen. You understand? You put that. This, you put the word of God in your mouth like David did. You put the word in your mouth. No, sir. No, this is not allowed. Hallelujah. God causes me to triumph. Hallelujah. So that means from battle to battle. Glory to God. From challenges to challenges. I enter knowing I have won. I enter knowing I will come out victorious. Glory to God. Tell that I enter. Knowing now I will come out. Louder. I enter. Knowing now I will come out. Are you pregnant? You will enter the labor room. You will come out with your baby. You will come out with your baby. Hallelujah. You will come out with your baby. 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 In the name of Jesus, you will come out with your baby. You will come out with your baby. You will come out with your baby. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. La tagabaya. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Every sentence of Goliath concerning the baby coming out is cancelled in the name of Jesus. God has gone ahead. God has gone ahead. You come out with your baby. You come out. It's the easiest delivery ever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. So you had to fight off the Philistines. They were encroachers on the land. So in the promised land, oppressors arose to deny them what was promised them. So you will find that because the devil is anti-God's word, whatever God has given you with his word, Satan is going to rise to challenge it. He will rise to challenge it. God has given you righteousness, Satan will rise in condemnation to challenge it. We challenge it. He will challenge it. He will challenge it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does it mean God didn't give? No, he gave. He gave it to you. He gave it to you. But there are giants in the land. There are opposition in the land. Praise God. So you will now have to use the Holy Ghost that has been given to you. Amen. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. Like in the series we are currently taking. Is it the one we are taking now? What's our series? Um... Huh? Huh? Yes, rains. You pray the power out. Let me tell you something. You have to understand that life is, is spiritual. 
the greater the obstacle, the greater the reigns. The greater the obstacle, the greater the reigns. And you will pump the reins out of your spirit. Glory to God. You pump it out. You give yourself to fasting. You pump, you, ah, ah, hallelujah. You say, it's me and this thing today. This thing is going. You take sleep away from your eyes. When everybody has come to see, 11 p.m., you are dead to three. You understand? You are taking care of the matter. Talking in tongues. Pumping power out. Pumping power out. Pumping power out. Pumping power out. This thing is going. This thing, it can't stay. It cannot remain like this. You pump the power out, the rain out that is necessary to cause a change. Glory to God. You face it like David did. This is going. This doesn't stay here. This doesn't stay here. They say there's fibroid in your stomach. You say, this doesn't stay here. No, sir. This doesn't stay here. You want to get married inside. You say, no, no. This, okay, it, I thank God for my single life, but I am I fast this phase. Now, I, this thing, I don't remain single. You, you understand? This doesn't stay here. There is such a thing as unleashing power for a desired result. Are you following? Power-specific prayers or issue-specific prayers. You unleash the missile in your inside towards a particular goal. So this is where we are going. This is what we are changing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For David, this was Goliath. This Goliath you are going down. You are going down. Hallelujah. You are going down. Look at another example of a woman who was in the promised land, but oppressors got to her. Luke 13. Luke 13 and from verse 14. Oppressors got to her. It shows us in how Jesus spoke about the issue. You have to be, listen, as a Christian, you have to be militant. Do you get? What to devil at is in Zion? You have to be militant. You have to be militant. You have to see something and say, no, sir, this one is not staying. Are you, I don't know what you understand. You see, because what the devil tries to do is that the devil tries to actually deceive us into comfort on things that are contradictions. We deceive you into comfort. So because his plan is to deceive you into accepting it. Because if you accept it, you will not resist. And what you do not resist, you have given permission to remain. What you don't resist, you are giving permission to continue. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As a church, we will pray. We say, ah, we thank God for the growth we are seeing, but we want more, sir. Amen. That restricted force that's keeping us, we blow it. You understand? They pray, we keep praying. Amen. You know, there are different ways for a door to open. <laughs> there are different ways for a door to open. You can get that open key, put key there, open it, and it opens. Close God, glory to God. Amen. But you know, if you use your key on one end and somebody have used something else to choke it, um, to like uh, what do you call this stuff? This stuff you use to hook a door on the other end. You understand? Know, it bolts the door on the other end. And you think even though the door is open, it's still locked. Glory to God. You push it, you knock, it doesn't open. Glory to God. Then you get a welder. He tries to use this thing, but he can't get to the other side. You can get a tractor, a Buddha, bulldoze the entire world. Praise God. The thing is this, we are getting to the other side. You must apply that thing in prayer. 
Whether we may knock and it will open, no use keys, we open our door, this we are getting to the other side. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say, I am an irresistible force. Louder, I am an irresistible force. I cannot be resisted. I cannot be opposed. Louder, I cannot be resisted. I cannot be opposed. The grace of God, the power of God is at work in me. The fire of God is burning in me. I cannot be resisted. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Look at this story. Look at him. He says, and the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work in them. Therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Verse 15. This woman was healed. Alright, 15 now says, Alright. The Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? Verse 16. Pay attention. A woman was bent over backwards. Alright, for a very long time, Jesus healed her. Now look at what he says in verse 16. He now says, And ought not this woman, being a daughter of what? Listen, Jesus said she was a what? A daughter. That is a covenant statement. It's a covenant statement. Because in Abraham's, in Abraham's tribe, there is no sickness there. They are not bent over with a demon of infirmity. It is not consistent with the Abrahamic covenant. Hallelujah. It's not consistent. He says, ha, and ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, because there are privileges in being, uh, being a daughter of Abraham. Hallelujah. There are benefits of being a daughter of Abraham. One of which, what is not there, is being bent over with a spirit of infirmity. They ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound. Who bound her? I said, who bound her? She was a daughter of Abraham, yet Satan bound her. Daughter of Abraham, but Satan bound her. <laughs> Glory to God. A daughter of Abraham, yet Satan bound her. It is a contradiction. Satan bound her, whom Satan had bound. Lo, these 18 years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day. Praise God. Praise God. So the bounding here is in context, hallelujah, of a demonic oppression in her body. So you have Christians who Satan has bound with cancer in their body, in their blood, in their organs, cancer of this, Cancer of that. They are bound. They, they, they are not enjoying the life of Christ in their body. They are not enjoying the blessings of God in their body. It's pain from now. They are going for chemotherapy and all of that. It's Satan that did it. Satan is the one that did it. They are daughters of God. They are sons of God. They ought not to be bound. Hallelujah. So someone can have a status or position in the covenant. 
Yet their experience is a far cry from their position. So what did Jesus go about doing? Remember David, guys, look at me. Remember David as a king. He went about fighting battles, right? All right? He fought the Philistines. He fought the Syrians. He fought the Hittites. You understand? And he kept fighting and he kept winning, correct? Correct? Now, he was anointed to fight physical battles. That is a typology. Jesus is now called the son of what? Of David. Just as David never lost a physical battle, Jesus never lost any spiritual battle. Hallelujah. Never lost the battle. Just like David. So Jesus is called the son of David. Now look at how Jesus goes about fighting his own battles. Now, David expanded the frontiers of the kingdom of Israel by fighting physical battles. Jesus expanded the frontiers of the kingdom of God by fighting what? Spiritual battles. By preaching the gospel of the kingdom. By casting out devils and by what? Healing the sick. Look at Acts 10 and verse 38. Listen to me. What is it that you are going through? Does it look as though there is a siege in your family? It's a siege. Don't be too so spiritually uh, how do I say this? Don't be so spiritually blind and spiritually uneducated for you not to be able to recognize that there's a siege, there's a problem, that the devil is doing something. Do you have that? There's a spiritual siege. All of a sudden, one woman shows up and your father is no longer paying attention to your mother. Do you know that some families, that the other woman that is in the family, taking the attention of the father, taking his money, is using and contacting things from the demonic realm to control, 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 control that man. And there is nobody in the home of the place where they are this is, that is doing something about it. They are, they are blaming the father, abusing him, useless man. All these men, all men has come. Ah. <laughs> in this day and age, where Kayamata, and you know Kayamata, they have Instagram page. Instagram page. Somebody is selling juju on Instagram, doing live video. You know, sisters, if you want to trap him, this is the one you will use. If you want to trap him, this is the one you use. And brothers, you now have a brother who does not, who has the infantry not to pray. Now make mistake to say you fornicate. You fornicate with that one, you're finished. <laughs> you will say you are in love. You are this, oh, I love her. <laughs> I love her. She's, you know, not knowing that it's under a spell. Have you seen someone under a spell before? You will be able like a day. You say, man, he will leave his wife, leave his children. As well as under a spell. Carry his load out. And move to the house of the mistress. There was a case like that. The man moved out of his house, then moved to the house of the mistress, carried the documents of the house, changed the name, and put it in the name of the mistress. I was now living as a tenant in that house. Are you, are you, are you, <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> when you see such things, why everybody say, useless man. Look, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You, you are under fire. 
get a room, lock it. You see, it is in your strong room. Every Christian must have a strong room. Are you following? That place, you go to settle issues. Some of you, your strong room can be on the field. A place where you go to, a place where you go now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I scatter. I, you understand? You, 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 I hear that by you. You understand? Glory to God. I uproot that operation now. In the name of, I scatter. I uproot now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It's not every time you go there and be praying nice prayer. Oh Lord, I just love you. I just worship you. I just adore you. You are my lover. You are my, yeah, 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 yeah. We get, we thank God for that. Can we do the business? God is saying, honey, pay attention. I love you, Lord. I love you too, son. There is a, there is a, there is a, there is an enemy in the camp. Pay attention, but I love you. Will you pay attention? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woman, husband has all of a sudden, she's not, he's not showing attention like before. Always caring before. Small thing you ask, he has, you know, all of a sudden he's looking as though he's distracted. <laughs> this guy is not the number of sex. So if like, do Jackie Star style of sex, that's not the problem. Oh. Just be noticing it. When I love you, baby, no problem. Enter strong room. Katalama katakaye. I break. You understand? Ah, praise God! You see, there are different kinds of praying against satanic manipulation. There are different types. There is junior class and there is senior class. In senior class, we can design the spirit, not the name, not the number. Are you following? Then we take it out. That one is what sniper anointing. Are you following? Are you getting what I'm saying? That is what everybody says sniper. So that means you focus. You've taken that once. But let me tell you something. You, if you don't, I've not gotten to that level of being a sniper. Your own is machine gun. You just pray everything. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. 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 There's a demon here. Okay, don't need to show your face. You are here, Abby. Let's check. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes. Glory to God. So there is a machine gun level where you, you, you say you, you, you design that there's a demon involved, but you, you, you have not yet grown, you, you have not picked the name or the kind. You understand what I'm talking about? You just say, in the name of Jesus, any demonic spirit, I come against any demonic operation. You understand? I command in the name of Jesus. Ah! You understand? Yeah. In the name of Jesus. I unload the fire of God in this place right now. I unload the fire. Are you following? As you are talking, angels are moving. Glory to God. Angels are moving. Power of God is moving. The demons are flying out. Hallelujah. You come, you say, every wall against my progress, this wall of limitation that is stopping me from moving, I command it to come down now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, every negative sentence against me or my family is cancelled and now. In the name of Jesus, it is nullified. You understand? Your weight is warfare. Glory to God. Every negative generational pattern. I am in Christ. I don't follow. Hallelujah. I am in Christ. I don't follow. I don't belong there. Hallelujah. I don't belong to the bloodline. My bloodline is God. Therefore, it doesn't apply to me. So I uproot. I cancel. I pull down. In an, I, you understand? You have to be a warrior in the spirit when you are praying. 
You see, there's a level of worrying you do in the Holy Ghost that your name will become known, hallelujah, as a celebrity in the kingdom of darkness. When they mention your name, tell me your ladder you are. Don't, is it serious? Is it important? Is it strategic? Leave him alone, no. Leave him alone, no. Can you see demons look sicky? You see? You can see it's not working properly. It was how the family had dealt with him two years ago that it's not okay. You can see that every time you ask him, you really? Yes, it's because <laughs> he, he needs a shrink. Are you following? The way he was attacked, he, he, his mental health has not gotten back together. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm telling you. Deal with the devil. Deal with devils to the point where they need shrinks. Are you following? They have an encounter with you. They need shrink. They go and discuss with their, you know, demon shrink. I know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't want to go on. I don't think it's worth it. Do you understand? They, you should deal with them to that level. They have such a terrible experience. They don't come near you again. That's how they, Jesus was with them now. Jesus will show up. You say, please, 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 oh, please, oh, are you come to torment us? Do you understand? Because they've heard stories. That is Jesus. Once he shows up and there's a problem, oh. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Jesus, son of David. Hallelujah. Look at Mark 10, 46. You had the story of Bartimaeus. He was blind. He was blind. Blind. The son of Abraham. Ought not to be blind. No. But he was blind. He was blind. Now look at what happened. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out to Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. He was blind and he was what? Begging. So that means he was a financial cripple. It was, it was begging. Look at the verse 47. And when he heard that, it was, listen to me. God raises, as in, God is able to heal a financial cripple. Did you hear what I said? Able to raise him up, and you will not recognize him. Ask Jabez. Jabez was, uh, was not satisfied with his financial position. He went to talk God to go and pray. He said, Lord, if you would enlarge, oh, that you will enlarge my territory. Bless me and enlarge. Ah. So that means it is scriptural to pray prayer of enlargement. Hallelujah. Prayer of enlargement. He said, Father, enlarge my coast. Enlarge my coast, my business, enlarge it. It is the man that prays that God will answer. It is the one that insists that the devil's restrictive force is, is, uh, is over. Right? You understand? And that's my cause. Don't be a believer that is the devil has cajoled into being quiet, normal. Very, you know, they are very calm believers. The devil likes them. They are roommates. Praise God. Fire does not burn. The fire is, is locked up in the spirit of that believer. It is not in the, in the house. Your house, eh? Your house needs to be such that if they open the eyes of your spirit, you should be seeing fire everywhere. I, I don't know what you understand what I'm saying. There should be deposits of fire everywhere in your house. 
such that if anyone came that was possessed and oppressed with demonic spirit, by the time they entered your house, they cannot, they should not be comfortable. Praise God. They should not be comfortable. Look at this. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, look at what he says. He began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on what? On me. What is he saying? He's saying, son of David, just as David, your father, never lost a battle against the physical, natural enemies. All right? Help me because I know you will not lose a battle against what? My own spiritual condition. My own issue, which is the blindness in my eyes. Next verse, 48. And many charge him that he should hold his peace. Notice, notice. He says, many charge him that he should what? Shut up! When you are contending for an answer, when you are contending for manifestation, many people will try to shut you up! They will try to explain, ah, why, are you, why are you worried now? Is it only you? There are many people like you now. So you, and there are many people like you. Don't, don't worry. There are many people like, what's the problem? You should be satisfied. What, what's the problem? What, what's going on? Why are you disturbing the Lord? What is wrong with you? And many charge him that he should hold his peace. That means be satisfied with your condition. You are blind. Yeah, what, is, what is bad there? There are many people that are doing well while blind. Glory to God. Contentment is not being at ease in a situation that the devil puts you in. Did you hear what I said? Contentment is not being at ease in a condition that it does not belong to you. That's not contentment, that's complacency. Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. Is that many charging that he should hold his peace? Stay blind. But he cried the more a great deal. Can you see persistence? Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Next verse. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying, Unto him, be of good comfort, rise. He called thee. Now look at what this guy did. This beggar. Verse 50. He threw off his beggar garment. And he casting away his garment, rose and came to what? To Jesus. Next verse, 51. He now says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, What will thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might what? Receive my sight. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. He was asking for his natural experience to look like his position. Praise God. I said, Praise God. I said, Praise God. Because in Exodus 15 26, God has said, None of these diseases on the Egyptians will come on you. So Bartimaeus wanted that experience. Hallelujah. Then in Acts of Apostles chapter 9, 36 to 39, we see Dorcas. The Bible said that she was sick and she died. She died young. Glory to God. But what we see was Peter came and he raised her up from the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there are many times where believers actually find themselves in contradictory circumstances. Contradictory circumstances. What we need to do during those times, hallelujah, is to handle it from the understanding of who we are in Christ. From the understanding of what we have in Christ. Glory to God. And insist on it in prayer. Praise the Lord. 
We insist on it in prayer. We insist on it knowing that we have already won. Praise God. Praise God. So when we contend against situations, we contend against evil manifestations, we contend because we know what the result should be. Glory to God. We know. So we say, it. this ought not to be what? To be so. This ought not to be so. And we persist in prayer. Some people just pray 30 minutes and sleep off. You are not yet dissatisfied with the issue. You see, there's a level of desire for change that sleep will run away from your eye. The fact that you are still feeling sleepy, the thing has not never hooked you really. The issue never never become problem. Praise God. You pray it, eh? You pray to the point. You reach a boiling point. You pray to the point where the power of God is. You you pray to that point where you know that you know that ah ah this thing is gone. Glory to God. This thing is gone. Cannot stay. You pray and prophetic declarations come out of your mouth. The sword of the spirit is released. Praise God. And you begin to see accelerated results. You persevere in prayer. Glory to God. Because you know that God always causes you to triumph in any situation you find yourself in. Glory to God. Glory to God. So when something is looking somehow, looking for an aberration, you go into prayer to solve it. Hallelujah. Now, if there is something that looks like defeat, all right, but it's not defeat, it is in prayer you will know. I mean, if you understand what I'm saying. As you enter that place of prayer and you begin to pray, God say, don't worry. Don't, it's not, don't look at it from the natural. So that is why prayer is the answer. Now, there is praying in the spirit. Then there is using your authority against demonic opposition. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? There is praying in the spirit. Then there is using your authority against. Authority against. Praying against. Hallelujah. There is praying for. Then praying against. Everybody say there is praying for. Then there is praying against. There is using authority for. Then there's usually authority against. So you can use authority to promote. Then you can use authority to resist. And authority is perfectly exercised in the place of prayer. 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 Hallelujah. You can pray in supply. You can pray in promotion. You can pray in change. You can. You can. Let me tell you a story. There was a particular brother in a particular church. This brother was looking for a job. And for, he, could just, he could not just get a breakthrough. Now, on the natural, you know, everybody could have an excuse. Oh, eh, you see, you are born from a poor home. You know, those wonderful excuses. You see, this one, that one, this one, that one, this one. And, you know, and so forth and so forth. You understand? So and forth, so forth. 
and that's the continue and so and so on. So this guy locked himself up in his room, and they would just be hearing groaning. He would just be groaning, praying. Then all of a sudden, he, he would be hitting his hand against the wall of the room as he's praying. Are you following what I'm talking about? This is, you know, there, there are levels of prayer. There is, you are speaking in tongues and you are carrying phone. But there is praying and, you know, there's a level of prayer. You get, you are praying and you are praying and you are lost in the prayer. Your eyes are closed. You are not, you are oblivious to what is happening around you. You are going in tongues. You're just talking, you are going. And as you are going in tongues, you are going deeper and deeper and deeper in the spirit. Pressing deeper. You get to a point where you go, you are lost to the natural and you are just in the spirit. Hallelujah. When you come out of prayer like that, you know what to do. You come out knowing, no questions. Most times, the, when you have multiplicity of questions, when questions are usually much, it's because you are not praying deep enough. See, there, is, there are depths in prayer. Because what prayer does is, as you are praying, the flesh just begins to go down. Your consciousness of the flesh, consciousness of the flesh, of your desires, of your cravings, all of those things begin to go down, begin to disappear, begin to disappear until you pray to the point where you enter that place of breakthrough, where all that remains is 100% spirit. You now begin to, all right, be 100% conscious of the spirit, no flesh anything, just the spirit. Then you hear God clearly. The instructions are you have just listened to a message by Rev. Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.